Today's episode is brought to you by Slater's 5050 and Tua T Fitness. Shance and Chu are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the Commando Edition. My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. Of course, with me is your friend and mine, Lady Chu, our movie novice. Hi, Chu. Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm ready to. I'm ready to talk about this. You're ready. Are you ready to talk about about a serious boy movie? That's a good way to put it. It was absolutely a boy movie. Yeah, this is a twelve-year-old yeah. boy's dream. Yeah. In fact, I think I told Ethan last night that it was. I thought that a twelve-year-old had written the plot. <laughs> <laughs> but like that made sense to me. I will not tolerate your high disparaging of Commando. <laughs> I can't promise I'm going to tone it back. I'm upset. About uh, so. It. All right. I'm fascinated, really, to know what you think of this movie. This movie uh, was made in 1985, directed by Mark L. Lester, who made movies such as Firestarter and Armed and Dangerous. Chew, you have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) No. (laughs) Firestarter was a movie, uh, it's based on a Stephen King novel with Drew. I know Firestarter, Drew Barrymore. Hey, look at you. I know Stephen King stuff. Not all the stuff, but I know. How about Armed and Dangerous? Who stars in Armed and Dangerous? Oh, I couldn't tell you that. John Candy. Wouldn't have guessed that. Which makes you know that Mark L. Lester can try some comedy, which I think he does successfully in this movie. (laughs) I thought there was a couple laugh out loud moments. Yeah. By accident or on purpose? That's debatable. (laughs) (laughs) all right so this movie only a budget of 10 million dollars chew made 35 million in the usa 57 worldwide this movie's a hit people liked this movie whether you did or not (laughs) (laughs) to each of their own i'll say yeah so go ahead i think my problem was i you know, I saw the picture on the HBO Max of, you know, Arnold and he's like all geared up. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, he's going to fuck some shit up. Like, I'm waiting for Predator. Like, that's what that's what I think I'm walking into. I just oh. didn't know anything about the movie. I don't do any research on the movies we do before I watch them. I just go in blind. Right. Um, that's not what I got until the last 24 minutes of the movie. Right. No, you did not get as quality a movie as Predator. Yeah. Predator is legitimately a well-made movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't even This movie I really like this movie. <laughs> I, I got to tell you. <laughs> if you're if you you're were the 12-year-old boy that wrote I, the plot. Yes, I was the 12-year-old boy for sure. I I was probably a little older when this movie came out, but it's right in your wheelhouse of, like, teenage years. This movie's fucking great, man. You just love it. And so let me put it this way. Okay, like, how long is your list of grievances? I have got 
26 grievances. <laughs> and usually I, I say that the other side of grievances is an honorable mention. But I would right. say this one is like a, I have seven, miss, meh, meh. You don't even have. That, that was my no, plus. Really? Yeah. Well, he did so take I off his shirt. So I think of. I, I needed that. In fact, he went down to his underwear at one point, and I was like, okay, like, we're, <laughs> you're reeling me back in. So, are you saying that you would fill out an application to be his maid? Yeah. Because he has sex with his maids, so I'm just saying. Oh, I, and, yeah, and she's pretty much, she's got to be set up. She has a kid, like, he's not going to let them go by the wayside. Like, they're Let me tell you something. Life. Yeah, absolutely. I, Arnold's a good man. I like him a lot. Personal story, I was kind of a dick to Arnold Schwarzenegger one day. Why? And I don't feel great about it. Why? I was working at a restaurant, Gladstones, in Los Angeles. Kind of a tourist trap, but celebrities like to go there. It's a behemoth of a restaurant. Two full kitchens, one inside, one outside. I had just finished a very long, terrible day. And I'm walking just to turn in my checkout, like turn in my checkout and I'm out the door. I'm ready to go. And who's walking towards me? Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he says, excuse me, please, but uh, is there a bar here? And the bar was literally to my right and his left as we're facing each other. I mean, we're standing next to it. So I kind of looked at the bar and then looked back to him, kind of dickish and said, yeah. Right there. (laughs) And he looked over and so nice. I mean, I've been a dick at this point and so nice. He said, oh, yes, I'm sorry. I just meant maybe like a place a little bit more private. And it finally dawned on me what this man's life is like. And all dickishness melted away. And I said, absolutely, sir. And I kind of looked over to my left, which is where inside there's like a lot of seats by the windows, you know. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, at this time of day, this time of year, that's really all that's going to get filled. It's not very busy at that time. And I, I feel bad because I recognized what his life was like and thought I was putting him in a place that would be kind of hidden because he was hidden from half the restaurant. And and yeah. I said, absolutely, I understand. Why don't you have a seat right here and I'll have somebody come over. And by the time I had somebody come over, he was surrounded by probably 20 people looking for autographs. <laughs> oh, and I yeah, just, you're a dick. I felt shitty, yeah. So Arnold, I'm still wearing the weight around my neck. It's an albatross. I apologize <laughs> to you. And this movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> Chew, I do. I I outpaced you on grievances. I have a list of forty five grievances. I think that might be your highest yet for this movie. But my grievances are are what makes this movie great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I love all my grievances, but I also have thirty positive points. Whoa. So. I have far outpaced you on both. <laughs> and how long were how many pages were your notes? Two full pages. Oh wow. 
And I almost started running out of room. Like, I'm scribbling on the side of the second page because I just didn't want to get to Whoa. A, a second, a third page. It's too much. All right. Well. But I also, so I do, unlike you, I do some research beforehand. <laughs> I like, I don't want to be biased when I go in. I just want to I hear you. fresh. I like look for facts on IMDb. I look at the trivia. For instance, the the director, Mark L. Lester, this moment where Arnold Schwarzenegger hangs Sully, David Patrick Kelly, over a cliff by his leg. Do you know how hard that is? Mark L. Right. Mark L. Lester wanted him to do that for real. And Arnold Schwarzenegger looked at him like he was fucking bananas and said, (laughs) are you crazy? And of course, they got a crane to help. So he didn't have to just. Yeah dangle a man and if he happened to drop him he dies <laughs> you know yeah. arnold didn't want that responsibility but that lets you know a little bit about hollywood it's fine just do a frontal raise arnold it's fine you're like the strongest guy on the planet no big deal right no so some yeah. other favorite facts for me in this movie there are varying Facts, but one fact I read that is 109 people die in this movie. 102 of them are killed by Arnold. (laughs) Which I think is just magic because, listen, what we're starting to understand about soldiers, you can't kill people without it hurting your mind. (laughs) So I'd like to see his therapy bill after this and the therapy bill of his daughter. (laughs) so i think that's a fun fact and also this man vernon wells who plays bennett he's the he's the former commando that used to work with him who wants revenge blah 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 you might know him what am i saying you don't know him at all have you seen weird science no have you seen any of the Mad Max movies? Road Warrior? <laughs> does um, does the Charlize Theron one count? Yes, but not for the purposes of this conversation. Okay. So you've seen one of the movies, I but you haven't, Mel Gibson you haven't seen any of the Mel Gibson. So he has prominent roles in both of these movies where he's essentially playing the same character. But he's like mohawk batshit crazy. He's delightful. Anyway, he was not originally hired for this movie. Wings Hauser was. And Wings Hauser is a smaller man. And he got fired, and they just gave Bennett his costume, which is why it's so ill fitting. Ah, <laughs> oh, this makes sense, because that was in my notes. Yeah, and he, he himself says that his costume is. Is essentially makes him Freddie Mercury on steroids. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and I think that's a, an yeah. apt description. And just basically lends to the magic of this movie. Yes. All right. I, I needed that clarified because that was in my notes and it really, really bothered me. <laughs> it, it, I hated it. It was upsetting you? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's do it. 1985's Commando, Mark L. Lester. We got Arnold Schwarzenegger as John Matrix. You know what I find 
stunning about the very beginning of this movie? How very much not like Commandos any of the former Commandos from Arnold Schwarzenegger's squad seem to be. The balding man taking out his trash. Yeah. He doesn't seem to have the sixth sense that Arnold Schwarzenegger does. He just gets laid out with bullets. And that's my first actual grievance because they shoot him and then they have another shot where you see them shoot him some more. <laughs> like they wanted him dead. And I put extra dead garbage guy. <laughs> Speaking of garbage, there was a couple of things in this movie. Okay, not necessarily related to like it was garbage. Um, right. I really appreciated, I needed the perspective of he had to literally carry out his garbage bins to the street. When was the last time you had to do that? Right. That was a nice refreshing moment for me, completely unrelated to the movie. And then there was another moment later in the movie that maybe I'll mention. I, that was nice. I was like, wow, thank God I don't have to carry these tin, <laughs> aluminum, whatever the fuck they are, trash bins to the street. Yeah, like remember that... the 1980s, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Barely me. Yeah, that was tough. I, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, garbage guy, so... he's dead. Also, I'm I'm of two minds of this. Is this a positive point or not? Because, not that you would know this, Lady Chu, but Commando uses the same exact music as 48 Hours and another 48 Hours. It's good music. But it didn't fit, and that was also in my But notes. it doesn't the seem to was, fit. I, and... I didn't need it. I, I, every time I'm watching it, I'm like, you're stealing from 48 hours. Get your shit together, Commando. <laughs> I, yeah, it didn't fit. What, what was your first, what was your first grievance? Um, it actually took me a little bit to, and by a little bit, I mean towards the end of the movie, to realize that <laughs> Bill Duke on his first three, the first three scenes of the movie, he's on a killing rampage, killing X. Right. Commandos. Didn't get that. It was just like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't know. I didn't feel like. There well, was but you have in. that. You have that scene with the boss who says, you know, they're taking out your men. Nope. Didn't click. <laughs> <laughs> nope. None of that. I, I just like. I I'm was like, clapping. okay, so he I doesn't like it. these guys. Got it. It's going to tie in at some point, and I'll try and figure it out. Oh, you and... just really have disagreements with these people, don't you, sir? <laughs> I was like, why is Bill Duke so fucking mad? <laughs> there was no, like, there was, there was no, like, I just needed more of a connection with those three scenes with those guys being killed. It was just like, like the editor was like, boom, 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 trash right. can, dealership. Well, I'll, like, I'll say what? this. I'll say this. How the fuck does Bennett get off that boat before it explodes? I don't know. They See? literally, they literally have a shot where they show him on the boat, and then they show Bill Duke hitting the detonator, and it explodes. Like, you know, one and a half, two seconds later. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, fake your own death, but you're cutting it close there, buddy. Yeah. 
Well, that'll be a question we'll have to ask the 12 year old. So <laughs> whoever he is. <laughs> Apparently it's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is also one of my favorite things that I list as a grievance, but I think is wonderful that I don't think people pick up on. <clears throat> and it was actually a friend of mine I was talking to on the phone who reminded me of this before I rewatched the movie because he, he, he works at Pixar and pick like when you're writing a movie for Pixar, you spend a lot of time looking at other movies that might, I don't know, kickstart an idea. Yeah. And for some reason they watch commando a lot. <laughs> I don't know what Pixar movies this relates to, but I think it's completely and totally just batshit crazy that there is a scene in which Arnold Schwarzenegger and his daughter, as played by Alyssa Milano, are feeding a wild deer. <laughs> that whole intro with like the opening credits, it was also in my notes. I the music and the way they were doing it, I thought I was watching like the intro to Full House. Like they were gonna do their thing and then look up at the camera and, and do like a half laugh. It feels very after school special. Yes. I have it actually listed as a positive point just because I think it's so crazy and weird, but I called it just daddy daughter time. <laughs> why is that ew? I don't know why you said ew. I don't think it's a ew. They're trying to show that this man cares about his daughter. Yeah. They're fishing. Although I put that as as a as a grievance because with Arnold Schwarzenegger, I, I, you know, he lets the fish go and they're like laughing and having a good time. And I just wanted a scene where he's like, and now this is the part where you cut off the head and you take out the guts. Do it. Do it now. And you have to see like this girl crying, <laughs> you know, and he's trying to make her strong. So that's what I wanted out of the ladies and gentlemen. We are I mean, literally, we're in the opening credits, Chew, and we need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk more about Commando. Stay tuned, everyone. Look, people, we're living in strange times. We know that, don't we? Of course we do. People don't even know what to do with themselves. We're getting stir-crazy. Well, get outside and get yourself some great food, I say. You need to go to Slater's 5050 and Point Loma's Liberty Station. It's time to treat yourself to booze, to beer, to burgers, and more. They have their full menu, people. Their full menu, I say. How many restaurants do you know that are doing that? Most places are doing a quarter of their menu, probably. Some might be doing a half. Maybe a few have got three quarters of a menu. But Slater's 5050 has their full menu including their signature 50-50 patty. It's half ground beef. It's half ground bacon. It's 100% delicious. What more could you possibly ask? Worried about social distancing? Well, it is in place, people. Tables are separated and the staff will always be seen wearing masks. You're out of excuses. Get off your keister and come on down to Liberty Station's own Slater's 50-50. Indoor dining available. Outdoor dining available. Bring the family. Bring your dog. Come enjoy the normal again. Good day to you. I said good day. And we're back. 
I'm here, Michael Schantz, talking with Lady Chu about 1985's Commando. So, Chu, we're traveling back in time before the How Dare You's even existed. Absolutely. I would have to say, though, that Commando fits straight into the formulaic category. We've seen this plot before. This is yeah. This is totally a 1980s one-man army movie, is it not? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's between, between Schwarzenegger and Stallone, it's like half the box office of the 1980s is based... Is based firmly <laughs> yeah. on this formula. And then they tried, like in 1988, they make Die Hard with John McClane as the central character, Bruce Willis, and they try to make, you know, bring some humanity to it. And then that kind of changes the genre. But before that, it's just. Fuck shit up. Yeah. Like I, yeah, like, you know, 109 people die and Arnold kills 102 <laughs> yeah. of them, that kind of thing. I also, by the way, there's another diehard connection because Dan Hadea, who plays the deposed ruler of, I'm not even sure, is it Central or South American country? Is that explained well? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I tried to look that up because I'd never heard him with an accent act with an accent before because I know him mostly as the father from Clueless. So right. Well, also Dan Hadea is is born of parents who are Jewish immigrants from Syria. Yeah. Uh, he has not yet had to apologize for taking this role, <laughs> <laughs> which seems to be the way things are going lately. But, but I think it's but so the connection to Die Hard though and Predator actually is that the country he's uh, been deposed from is Valverde. And this is a fictitious country that the general from Die Hard 2 is coming from and that the commandos or the soldiers from Predator go to. So Valverde is very popular in the 80s for misfit country we want to fuck up. <laughs> it, why would they make a fake country? That's So they don't upset real countries, as I understand okay. it. You never know. I can, I, yeah, I can get behind that, I guess. So let me ask Bizarre, you this. but okay. We're, you know, we already took our first commercial break and didn't, and didn't get past the credits of this movie. But so the, the, you know, the former commandos, they all die. And then they come for Schwarzenegger in his lovely new home, Mount Baldy, wooden castle, where he's, yeah. you know, having apparently shit sandwiches with his daughter. And, <laughs> and making hilarious jokes about Boy George. Why don't they just call him Girl George? I think it would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they'd be able to make that joke now. No, I'm yeah. Sure. It's not nice. But no. but then, you know, a bunch of people come to try to kill everybody, which is strange since the goal is to actually kidnap the daughter. But the first thing they do is start shooting. And if... Arnold, or, well, I'll say John Matrix, Arnold's character, if he couldn't smell them coming, he would have been dead. Yeah. But I have this, too, as a positive point, because this whole idea of, remember, the downwind tipped them off. And this guy says, what, do you think I could smell them coming? I did. Fucking great. 
<laughs> is that the sort I of did... thing that upsets you or do you like it? I wrote that as a grievance, but now hearing it from you, I'm like, <laughs> all right, it's fucking good. Right. Come on. So I'll retract. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right. I'm glad we can agree. Oh, he gets kidnapped or, well, yeah, he gets technically kidnapped. They both get kidnapped. And before he gets knocked out, there's blood running down his face. But then when he wakes up, it's all clean and neat. And I thought that that was really nice of the bad guys to clean up his face. That was nice. I'll agree with you. You want to know a fun fact? Real cut. Really? He actually hurt himself. Uh, He's such a badass. Yeah. I love Arnold. All right. He's great. He is. But but I have to I have to question the wisdom of putting a giant truck or jeep or whatever that fucking car is Bronco. into neutral. Yeah, Bronco. Pushing like putting it into neutral and just pushing it down a hill. <laughs> no seatbelt and it no came seat out belt. pretty much fine. Right. I mean, I I would want my daughter back, but I'd put a seatbelt on. Uh, yeah, at least put a seatbelt on. Yeah. Safety first, Arnold. Get your shit together. Yeah, he should know better. <laughs> <laughs> and so, for those of you that don't know, the plot of the... Oh, Chew. <laughs> do, do you want to tell them the plot of this movie? <laughs> Understand that we don't have an hour. Yeah, no. But... <laughs> I won't do what I did last time. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the plot? Uh, um, Don't tell me everything that happens in the movie. I'll try. And Just what try is and the movie about? <laughs> uh, Ex Commando. Uh, no, fuck. What the yeah, fuck ex- happened in this movie? Ex Commando's uh, ex- daughter ex- is kidnapped. Um, pisses off. Uh, bad guys. Doesn't want to do a job for them. They kidnap daughter. He goes on a rampage. Um, he gets lost in the middle of the movie doing weird stuff in a mall in an airport, but at the end he fucks everybody up and that'll do. He just has to get her back, yeah, right? he's got it, yeah. It mm, was... I, good job, Chew. The middle of the movie just really lost me. You are so wrong. <laughs> I can't because... understand it. <laughs> oh, come on. So... I, but I do think, like, when this movie gets its most ridiculous is towards the beginning because the bad guys put Arnold on a plane to take him to Valverde to kill the guy that took over for Dan Hedaya. Yeah. So he's got to assassinate him because that'll make everything better. Why didn't they just take a private plane? Why did they actually get on first class? I know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Excellent point. They arrived at the airport and I was like, oh, okay, we're going to do civilian shit. Got it. Okay. (laughs) But but the manner in which he gets off that plane (laughs) is so ridiculous. He fell into marsh unhurt. Are you fucking kidding me? No way. Right. But that plane was a good four or five hundred feet in the air (laughs) by the time he let go. Yeah. But it's Arnold, so... And I just think it's I just think it's hysterical that they show what looks like a man or a dummy or something letting go of that plane and you're like, "Whoa, he is moving at a velocity <laughs> that frightens me." And then they cut to him going in the marsh 
and it's like somebody had just jumped off a 20-foot platform (laughs) into the water. It's so great. It's so great because it's so bad. And the grass was already, like, kind of flat. So you knew that he jumped in there a couple of times. He must have. (laughs) Totally fair point. Absolutely. So, I'm, you know, like I said, plenty of grievances for this movie, but there's good shit, too. Like, when he's on the plane with the huge guy who's sitting next to him who's supposed to guard him, and the stewardess says, do you, do you have any carry-on luggage? And Arnold says, just him. This is a great joke. <laughs> Every single joke that is told in this movie, Chew, works. I've got more. You'll find out as we go okay. on. <laughs> oh, why did nobody notice that he broke the guy's neck in first class? Be- they didn't hear it? Because, Crazy. no. He's on the sly. Plus, he put a blanket on him and his hat. And that hat didn't fall off until they got to Valverde. It didn't fall off for 11 hours? Give me a break. Yeah. Val- <laughs> it fell off at just the right time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is why this movie's fantastic. <sighs> hey, let me ask you about this, though. The character, he's a great actor, David Patrick Kelly, who played Sully. So the tiny little bad guy who sees them off on the plane and then hits on. So And, and then we're introduced to Radon Chong, who, by the way, I think is the best thing in this movie. I think Radon Chong makes this movie as good as it is. I I would agree. I liked the movie better for her being in it. Um, her dialogue was a little off sometimes, but she did say some funny things. But yeah, I feel like she could have been, her lines could have been written better. Uh, but I loved her. God, she's gorgeous. Fuck. But some of it's great. I mean, when... I, so, you know, first of all, you have this kind of really ugly, toxic masculinity moment where he's like David Patrick Kelly as Sully is following her around the airport, keeps asking her out. She's not interested when she finally, you know, when she finally exasperated, says, hey, it looks like a nightmare. Just go away. I'm not interested with as much venom as he can muster. He says, fucking whore. That was intense. I mean, it, for like, an eight, what, 85, movie, Woo. I was like, whoa, whoa. Not cool, dude. Not cool. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. <laughs> She's clearly not a whore. Not only. Because she didn't want not to only, with you. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Not only is she not interested in you, she shouldn't be interested in you. You look like a, a danger. Yeah, he's trouble. I didn't like him. But, I didn't like him. No, but I like the way he dies. It's <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> that was good. So, but in between that moment and his death, you have this great thing where Arnold gets, so, you know, first of all, you know, she, she kind of gives him up. There's also this hilarious moment because they're inside the mall and she goes to a mall cop. And the mall, she's like, I have this big guy outside. I think he's deranged. Like, I just need help. And so you have the leader of a commando unit who's essentially the most dangerous person in the world and the greatest hero 
you're ever going to see in your life. But a mall cop peeks out the door and Arnold, John Matrix goes, oop, he's looking at me. And he just kind of goes behind a pillar. He doesn't even hide that well. And I'm like, no, yeah. And I'm like, you just got found out by mall cops. And then he has to fight 20 mall cops. Mall cops die. Yeah. I mean, people get shot in that scene. And then there's this huge chase scene. This is the weakest, like, sort of thing in the movie where he's got her car. He's got Ray Don Chong's, Cindy's car. And she's running out of the mall and tells him to stop. And he does. Like, girl, so he just give it up. keeps bringing a civilian. Yeah, he just keeps bringing a civilian with him to put her life in danger. Like, why is she invested you know? at this point? She just tried to get rid of him via mall cop. And now, what is going on? Right. But it leads to this fantastic moment where she is just yelling like crazy about, I mean, you know, you, you kidnap me. I You tell me to help you find your daughter, which I very kindly do. And then I watch you do this and you swing from a vine like Tarzan. You punch 20 guys. You rip a telephone booth out of the ground. I mean, are you going to tell me what's going on or not? And Arnold says, no. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, no, no, oh my God. And then she starts realizing how fast they're driving and tells him that he should slow down and be careful. Uh, it's my favorite scene in the whole fucking movie is Ray Don Chong in that moment. She's so great. It makes me laugh every time. It was good. So they're chasing Sully. They find Sully and then... Lifts him up over the cliff with the help of a crane, by the way, Mark L. Lester. Get your shit together. But he says, Sully, remember when I said I'd kill you last? Yeah, yeah, you did say that. I lied. <laughs> Why is it better when you do it? <laughs> <laughs> it's good when it happens. Come on. It's pure magic. It's so fucking good, Chew. You love it. I do it. have a couple... I'm convincing you. ...notes about the whole fucking mall scene. Um, who gave her the line? I don't remember exactly when it was, if it was before or after she runs into Arnold. But she's arguing with somebody. And she's like, I have a 730 advanced karate class. <laughs> <laughs> who wrote that? <laughs> Not only... Is she already experienced in advanced karate? But she's going to be late if she deals with any more shenanigans. Right. Yeah, exactly. I've got things to yeah. do. And Arnold, I know Arnold is very, very strong. But he pulls out the seat in her car like it's a tissue box. With alarming ease. Yeah, with alarming ease. <laughs> Which made me wonder about her original safety with just the chair in it, with just the seat in it. Probably not that safe. Well, and I every time he rips that seat out, I keep thinking, aren't there bars and shit he's sitting on? Like, that's got to be uncomfortable. Right. Like, not good. And also, they're trying to tail him in the world's most noticeable car, a red convertible. Yeah. Um, I mean, easily yeah. noticeable. They weren't going incognito on that <laughs> one, that's for sure. No. And, oh, my other um, perspective moment was when they're in the mall uh -huh. and, um, you know, the bad guy's yelling at her and he says, give me a quarter. He's rummaging through her purse and he's like, give me a quarter. Right. It took me a second 
And if there's any listeners who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, we didn't always have cell phones. So he right? doesn't have a cell phone. He needs a quarter for the payphone. For the payphone. Oh, that was a great moment. And I, every time it comes up now, I always think, thank God this took place in 1985 because Arnold would be fucked today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, like, 40 minutes of this movie couldn't happen. In fact, the whole movie. Because Sully could just pull out the, his cell phone. Beep, 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 boop. He got off the fucking plane. All right, kill the daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roll credits. Roll credits. Movie's over. I just thought that was a great And moment. it all hinges on the, yeah, it all hinges on the fact that he didn't have a quarter. <laughs> so oh, great. I fucking love it. And so, but after we kill Sully, we go to the hotel, right? And then we have a fight with Bill Duke. Are you ready for this badass Green Beret, Chew? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. We're going to talk about that badass Green Beret right after this. We're going to take one more break. And, uh, you know, more, we'll be we'll be talking more Bill Duke when we come back Woo. right after this. Yeah. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out To A T Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. To A T Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tua T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. And we're back. I'm here with the fantastic Lady Chu, and we're talking Commando. Chu, after we kill Sully, we go to the Sunspot, I think it is, Sunspot Hotel. And then shit gets real, does it not? (laughs) Yeah. Bill Duke shows up. I didn't didn't think he was going to show up. I was pleased to see him. Yeah. Yeah. What was your reaction to that whole scene? Um, I just love like, are you ready for this badass green beret? <laughs> yeah, I eat green the, berets for breakfast. I liked that they they knew that they were writing the dialogue how they were, and then Ray has that great line, <laughs> "I can't believe this macho bullshit." And I thought, girl, yeah. good for you. You want to hear something else about that entire scene? Most of, like most of the close-ups, in fact, all of the close-ups of Radon Chong, filmed com- completely separately, in a totally different place. Wow! And she improvised all those lines. I dug it. Fantastic, yeah. right? Also, but no, go ahead. Oh ah! no, you go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so maybe maybe <laughs> we'll say the same thing. I'm wondering if we are. They break into the next room. Yeah, I was like, are these two fucking? Not only are they fucking, 
But they have continued to fuck during gunplay that's happening clearly next door. And on top of that, you can clearly see a camera on a tripod. Oh, I missed that. Oh, that's even better. Filming their fucking... Which just makes the whole thing go to 11. I had to rewind that moment because once they, you know, they fall into the room and the blanket on on top of them comes off and it looks like the girl is doing the guy doggy style. <laughs> I had to rewind it two to three times. I was like, am I? What is going You're absolutely what? right. I mean, whatever. The only thing, yeah, you do you. Yeah. Get your freak on. But you're kind of like, where's her strap on? I didn't see it. I didn't think they were going to yeah. show it anyway. But I was, I they showed boobs. And I was like, wow, boobs. Solid. Yeah, 80s are just full of boobs. <laughs> I think I've been watching Undes- the wrong 80s movies because <laughs> I was not expecting wa- this at all. I was like, well, God, when was the last? They showed boobs? That's crazy. <laughs> I think I've been watching, like, too much uh, Goonies, Back to the Future, 16 Candles. They didn't have boobs. Well, 16 Candles does, though. And that's like a PG movie when they're showing Caroline in the shower. And then oh, that's right. Molly Ringwald's just staring at yeah. her like a, you know, right. got some voyeur, voyeuristic nonsense going on. But <laughs> yeah. like I said, you guys do you. You know what I'm saying? I enjoyed it. Um one thing that really bothers me in this movie, uh, it's right before we actually get to the hotel. So first of all, Arnold crashes Cindy's car, Radon Chunk's car, yeah. into a pole. Then he murders Sully right in front of her, which she just seems to not notice because she's staring at her car. But she takes the da- the like she takes the killing of her car very well, because he's you know he's like we got to go to the hotel. And she's like, how? This car's broken. You need a car. And then he pushes the Porsche over and says, now I have a car. But when they drive off, he he spent a good two minutes just smashing into the side of that Porsche. Then he pushes the car over and you see the Porsche drive away. Right side of the vehicle, fine. Then as it's driving away, left side of the vehicle, completely undamaged. They didn't match up. That's a big miss. (laughs) Yeah. That's a big miss. Yeah. I'm just saying, bothers me. <laughs> they could have done better on that editing, for sure. Here's another thing, too. When they go into the hotel room, Bill Duke knocks on the door, and he tries to get Don Chong to pretend that she was with Sully. Yeah. Which she does very well, by the I way. I was impressed by it. Right? When she says that she was room service, yeah. with, like, the wry little smile of, like, you know, we're fucking... <laughs> <laughs> but what she does to try to convince Bill Duke that they have been having hanky panky is like unbutton a button or two, and you could kind of sort of see a bra. But those buttons stay unbuttoned for the rest of the movie. She never buttons back up, which I just don't believe. That would have been my first move. You get back in the car after the hotel and be like, "Oh, I gotta put these puppies yeah, I'm just away." Saying. Also, her shirt. I think was still tucked into her skirt. So they obviously weren't having sex. Bill should have gotten onto that. If he's a green beret. Yeah, he should have known better. You should have been better. Yeah. Get your shit together. You deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't a good enough green beret. Sorry, Bill. 
Yeah. But this leads to, to me, the most magical thing in this entire movie. Because she finds a clue about airplane fuel, which leads them to a dock, which is, by the way, being patrolled by military jeeps of a deposed dictator from either a Central or South American country without questions. Yeah. Why is this allowed in America? Right. No. And then... They break into that fuel dump to find out that he's staying on an island off the coast of Santa Barbara at a full military compound. How has this guy built a full military compound on an island off the coast of Santa Barbara? I don't know. And those... Riddle me the fuck that. Stupid. (laughs) It's so good. It's so fucking dumb. It's just nothing but works. <laughs> dumb. D-U-M, dumb. <laughs> How did you feel about him uh, going shopping? And then what I love when they go shopping is they steal a bunch of guns. She's actively putting them in the car, which is in the parking lot. And the cops show up and take Arnold but apparently just never see her. They never see her because when she pulls up to this the SWAT van, they're surprised. Yeah. They don't recognize her at all. Also, where did he get the construction equipment to just break in? Why couldn't he have just broken a window? Why did he need the construction equipment to break the building to go shopping? Chu, I'm so glad you're here because I got to tell you, I've seen this movie probably 25 times. Never, ever once have I considered, where the fuck did he get that bulldozer? They don't talk about it. He just shows up. He's like, we're going shopping. And then, boom. What? <laughs> that... Excellent point. Arnold, you didn't need to do now, that. I, your your skill set is far above renting random construction equipment to break into a building. You don't need that. And also, she helps Arnold escape. By shooting not one rocket from a rocket launcher, but two. And she did it two wrong because... the first time, which I thought was right. like, was great and realistic yeah. because she doesn't fucking know. She shot it backwards. Yeah, I thought that was that was great. But I got to tell you, big risk trying to help him escape by shooting the van he's in with a, a rocket launcher. He, big risk. She couldn't kill them. Huge risk. <laughs> I'm glad she was able to hit the tire with it and create a hole in the bottom of the van for him to crawl out of. But I kind of half expected him to get out of that thing and say, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any idea how dangerous that was? I feel like my Arnold accent's getting worse as we go along. (laughs) I'm with it. It's better than I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear it. I want to hear yours. No, I have to do it organically. Maybe it'll, it'll come, come on before we end. <laughs> All right. Well, we finally get to this island. And is this where the movie finally takes off for you? This is what you'd been waiting for? And this is what you like? Yes. I had two notes on that. Um, Arnold, which was a plus. Arnold is in his underwear. Not necessary, but I enjoyed it. Um, and then right underneath that, finally armed... Arnold, 
shows up, and that's what I've been waiting for the entire movie. And then shit goes off, right? Yeah. The shooting, I've played enough Fortnite, Fortnite to know that he ain't <laughs> mi- his, he's missing all of his shots, okay? And I'm not good, so I know. Well, this is what I love. So, first of all, this whole thing takes place at the same exact estate that Eddie Murphy is on at the end of Beverly Hills Cop. I read that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Beverly Hills Cop? Yes. Ethan's made me watch it numerous times. All right. Yeah. Chew, we're getting towards the end of this podcast. I don't have a grievance against you yet. Yeah. We still got some more time. Congrats. I'll come up with one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you survived a possible grievance attack <laughs> yeah. just now. So, but so first of all, they're on the same estate. But what I love about this moment is there's the, sort of this concession from the filmmaker that Arnold is in a dangerous situation, but the bullets just happen to be missing him. The number of bullets that are flying in and around him, not in him, but around him, past his head, past his leg, past his torso, right behind him, underneath his legs. They're all around him, but just happen not to hit him. But he's an expert shot. So, of course, everybody he's shooting at, dead. first round death. But did you notice one of my favorite moments? It's so it's so patently absurd is when. He sets up all his little Claymore mines, all his little bombs, and then people start noticing him. First of all, one of these guys uh, says, stop, but then starts shooting. Doesn't give him time to stop. He just, he just starts trying to shoot Arnold. <laughs> Arnold shoots him out of the tower, shoots some guy behind him. More guys come out. They're all chasing him. He hits the plunger, and you have this huge explosion. But did you notice that you had, like clearly mannequins standing in front of buildings <laughs> posing as real people getting blown up. I didn't notice that, but I, I love oh that. Oh my I know God. It it's like, you got to go back and watch and they're just sort of frozen, just standing there <laughs> waiting to die. And you can even, you can even literally see like little stands for their feet. Oh, it's just great. I fucking love it. Ugh. Yikes. So, one-man army. He's killing everybody. He kills Dan Hedaya. Four shotgun blasts right to the chest. Dan Hedaya, apparently, in my notes, I noticed he said he really didn't like to shoot guns. He was kind of scared of guns. And if you go back and watch the movie, it's plainly evident. (laughs) It's kind of sweet. To, to watch. I like that. I, I really like that. <laughs> yeah. But this whole scene is batshit crazy, no? You know, I found myself, I was so relieved when it finally started. I was like, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. The, the, like, this is what I wanted the whole movie. And then it just went on and on and on. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm done now. <laughs> like, I've had enough. <laughs> This is fucking insane. (laughs) I did not like, and maybe this isn't his fault, but, you know, Bennett's character, could that acting have been worse? I don't think it's bad acting, though. I think it's just strange character choices, like killing 
Matrix is clearly sexual for him. It was weird, right? To the point of it being very strange. I mean, he is sexually excited about killing John Matrix. Yeah, with a knife. Like, they had that moment, and he's like, no, you're going to kill me with right. a knife. I'm like, what? You want to stick it in? Yeah. To watch what's going on as you turn. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> God. Which, by the way, he is saying right in front of his fucking daughter. <laughs> I mean, you are guaranteeing therapy Absolutely. bills. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. He murders, by the way, he murders someone in her room at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then just. That's going to be hard to clean yeah, up. Yeah, the body's still there. It's not like they sent a cleanup crew. It's just still there rotting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the the commander guy, he did get the bodies out. Did they say that? But, or are we just assuming that? There's a scene. There's a scene where you see him, like, saying he's a one-man wrecking crew oh, okay. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> like, is this what you expected? No. Frankly, I thought there'd be more bodies. And they're, like, kind of, like, there's yeah, people with tarps right. over them, so they've kind of dragged the bodies out. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that, you know, Bennett and Matrix are fighting at the end. Arnold is clearly very, very fit, very strong. Bennett doesn't have a lot of muscle tone whatsoever, but they're physically like like neck and neck. I just, no, no. You don't think so? Nope. Remember, Arnold got shot in the shoulder, though. They're like physically <laughs> fighting. I just can't believe that Bennett. Was I do even agree that it looks like Arnold. This no, nope. Yeah, I do agree that it looks like an extremely in shape man fighting the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs> yeah. But, but I also love the moment where because I think the fight, like the I can remember thinking the first time I saw this movie, I thought the fight was over when he pushes him up against that fence that's electrified. Yeah. And Ben is just like, <laughs> but then he immediately gets off the fence and just starts punching him. And that's when he wins, starts winning the fight. And it's like he was like a little energizer bunny. <laughs> yeah. And like his his next line is like, I feel good, John. <laughs> he's like punching him. And he's like, you're dying. And then that's the great moment where Schwarzenegger goes, bullshit. And just starts pounding him. And you'll notice because he got shot in his left hand shoulder all the cuts are really quick, so it makes it look like it's happening faster than it possibly yeah. could in real life. But he's only hitting him with his right arm. But he does pull down that pipe with both arms <laughs> and throws it right through Bennett. Yeah. To give you this fabulous last, clearly what they wanted was in 3D moment of steam coming <laughs> out of a pipe that's gone through Bennett. It's fucking pure magic, Jew. <laughs> just admit it. That's one way to put it. Just, ad- yeah. just, <laughs> just admit that it's Some fucking sort of magic. Great. You got you got him not getting hit by a single bullet when he's in that shack, and then he just starts taking out, you know. Yeah. Pruning shears and yeah. <laughs> and saw blades, taking off heads. <laughs> yeah, the saw blades. Forgot about that. What? Fucking. Pure magic. And also, there's like continuity shit throughout this whole last scene that's weird and stupid where he kills Dan Hedaya. And then I think it's I think it's after he kills her or kills him. Maybe it's before, but 
first of all, he run, he goes into the house just giving away his position because he's like, Jenny, Jenny. Like Arnold, shut up. <laughs> and then up. after he kills Dan Hedaya, and she is like clearly far away from him. And you hear, Dad? <laughs> As though she's in the next room, but she's 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 passed she's a room close. through through a little wooden thing that she, you know, wisely, uh, you know, made a, a hole through yeah. down some stairs into a boiler room about four miles deep in that boiler room. And, and Matrix hears, Dad. <laughs> uh, everything it's about just... this movie was ridiculous. And half of but it, in a good way, I tell you. <laughs> Why did we spend so much well, time on an airplane that meant nothing in the mall? The hotel, like, I just, I don't know. Just couldn't, well, couldn't the other thing it. about the mall, for instance, so they're at the airport at the beginning and he has 11 hours, right? So he sets his little watch, like, I've got 11 hours. We meet uh, Sully. Sully hits on Radon Chong. He follows her out to the parking lot. Then they, Radon Chong and Matrix, follows him to the mall. This is a maybe three to four minutes worth of screen time. And then he says to Radon Chong, I've 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 only got like nine hours left. <laughs> yeah. Like and I the only thing I thought was fucking LA traffic. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that is a real problem, the, you guys. Yeah. Because you just spent an hour and a half to two hours just getting from the airport to the mall. Hilarious. And his watch beeped like it was a time bomb. True. Which True that. His watch didn't make that sound. Come on. (laughs) No. My last note on here was a grievance. Okay, go. I said, I hate Chance for having made me watch this. (laughs) (laughs) You should be thanking me for the privilege of watching this great fucking movie. Not my favorite yes. Arnold movie. I wanted Predator. How about the song? How about the song to the credits? I don't remember what it was. Come on. Bow, bow. <laughs> bow, bow. Somewhere. Somehow. Someone. You gotta love that. Why did the plane, she takes off in the plane. And also. She makes a full circle when she could have just gone straight into the clouds. She makes a full circle. True, but also, so first of all, Matrix carrying his daughter. He's shot in his, like, next, in his side. He's shot in his shoulder. Got cuts, got bruises. He's a little fucked up. No medical attention. He just gets on. The shitty seaplane with Ray Don Chong, who is clearly Alyssa Milano's new mother. Yeah, they hug and kiss and stuff. They've never met. Yeah. She doesn't know who you are. Because commando leader says, John, we just want you to come back. After all of this, by the way, I just killed 102 people. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares the rest of my life. I just want you to come back. He looks at his daughter, looks at Ray Don Chong, and you're like, oh, new yeah. wife. And he goes, no chance. By the way, they filmed a love scene between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ray Don Chong. Could not put it in the film because 
There was like no chemistry. They apparently lacked so, so, so they lacked so little. They had so little chemistry. They were like, nope, let's not do that. <laughs> but they're getting married. Yep. Well, I don't know, Chew. I mean, I've got 45 grievances and I've got 30 or so uh, positive points. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing uh, I can say. I will never watch this movie again. And I oh, feel because you. I like it only gets better. so much, I feel bad saying that on the off chance that he might hear me. He might come across. <laughs> Listen to this idiot who doesn't like Commando. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just... It wasn't my favorite, Arnold. I apologize. I didn't like it. Arnold, she's wrong. You know she's wrong. I know she's wrong. That's all that you matters. You looked great, by the way, Arnold. Damn. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that man was in shape. God. Sometimes I think they just don't make him like that anymore. Like they do and they don't. They certainly didn't make me like that. <laughs> I meant like not men in general, but like Hollywood. Like, whoa. Oh, I see. No, he's a he's he's a he's his own thing yeah. for sure. All right. Well, agree to disagree about how wrong Chew is, everyone. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> you can let us know. You can let us know who you think is right. Is Chew right or am I right? Chance or Chew? Talk to us. Find us on find us on uh, Facebook. Go ahead and find us on Twitter. Let us know on Instagram. Send us an email to the How Dare You Podcast at gmail.com. Chew, you want the last word? Yeah, I just want to say, Arnold, I love you. And I'm really sorry you made this. Video. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, I gave no, you the last word. It was great. <laughs> it, was, it was good. Tell your husband he's right. I'm not saying And that. I would, you know that how much I like to tell him he's wrong. <laughs> All right. That's it for Commando. We've done it, everyone. Stay tuned. Another movie coming at you soon. And then after that, we're probably going to have to have a, uh, you know, teachable moment for Chu. She's going to be watching Jaws soon. All right, everyone. Take care. Until next time. Bye, Chu. Bye, everybody. <laughs>